0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever it is you are listening in from. My name is Bev Chahonyo. This is Beverly Speaks. Welcome to episode 4 of season 2. Wow. (laughs) I cannot even begin to tell you how much this means to me. Thank you for all the feedback. All the feedback you guys have been sending in. And for continuing to grow with us. I am so humbled, so excited. Welcome to all the new listeners. If this is your first time listening to Beverly Speaks, the podcast, I just want you to feel at home. If this is your first ever podcast, I'm going to encourage you to go back to season one and listen through and then start on season two and catch up because we've grown as a family, as a community. Um, And welcome back to everybody who keeps coming back. Again, I'm truly humbled. I love, love, love hearing from you and I want to hear more from you. So here are some of the ways you can get in touch. First of all, you can drop a voice note on the anchor.fm app. There is an application or a function where you can drop a voice note. would love to hear that. would love to hear your voices as well. Uh, You can catch me on Instagram. My handle is at Bev Chahonyo. Uh, On Facebook, there is a page called I Am Beverly Speaks. Um, Let me know how this podcast has impacted you. Uh, Share the podcast with people you feel need to hear these stories of hope and triumph against all odds. So we are in season two, episode four. and we are currently in 29 countries i am so excited across the globe 29 countries just under 2,000 total plays and downloads this just like smacks me in the face i'm so gobsmacked thank you so much um our format as you may have noticed if you've been on the ride since season one has changed um it's gone from you know almost a monologue to more of an interview and a storytelling um and i would love to hear from you uh feedback on this new format and how these stories especially um, are touching you i want to give a shout out to sydney from hope for cancer kids and beulah from the irate foundation that was our Those were our first two guests this season. If you would like to give to any of these causes, their information can be found on their pages. Or if you go to any of my pages where I've posted about them, you can get their information there. I want to make it very clear also, Beverly Speaks is a platform to give people a chance to tell their stories. We do not benefit from any of the proceeds that go towards these charitable foundations. Uh, We're just helping them amplify their voices. That's all we're doing. All right, all protocols observed. Let's jump into today. Wow. There is a statistic I read on UNICEF's page that says, In one third of countries, at least 5% of young women reported experiences of sexual violence during childhood that slapped me in the face uh i'm going to repeat it in one third of countries globally at least five percent of young women reported experiences of sexual violence during their childhood that's from unicef (sighs) so let me just pause there and ask this that's what's been reported right What about what gets lost in translation? What falls through the cultural cracks? What gets covered up or what is simply never reported? What are the numbers we'd be looking at? So today I want to introduce to you an amazing young lady who I have grown to love and respect over the years I have known her. Uh, And she went through uh, sexual um, abuse. At the age of five. Now, I've heard this story before, firsthand, from her, and the thing that struck me the first time is that, the first time I ever heard it, is that it never really happens to someone you know, in my mind. It's always someone you know of, or a friend or a friend, or you see it reported on the news. So I was shocked, but also in awe of her bravery. You never really know what people have gone through. Uh, until you give yourself a chance to get to know them and not judge them. Uh, I'm learning that, number one, I am still shocked and in awe of her bravery. I'm also learning that sometimes uh, I know my guests firsthand, therefore there are things I know about them that you don't. Uh, And in order to carry along on this story and all the others in the future, I'm going to slowly introduce her. So let's get to know Dee, as I call her, or Karemi, as she is most comfortable being called. Ladies and gentlemen, Beverly Speaks family, welcome Diana Wesonga, Diana Karemi Wesonga, D to Beverly Speaks. This is story time, and she's talking about surviving rape.
1: Heidi, how are you? I'm great. And you? How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm cold. It is a cold Monday morning in Nairobi. How is your side of town?
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody would, would imagine that Nairobi would get this cold.
0: <laughs> I would love to have been doing this over coffee at a fireside and just, Man, but you know, I know Corona I know. things. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to wrap it up. I know it's about time like this year has been quite something so you know just be gone
1: yeah (laughs) how's your family family is great Um, my I have I have a child one who's growing teeth and the other who's gaining more vocabulary (laughs) oh wow so So you have had a busy day already yes absolutely there's not a day that's not that's not busy with them (laughs) well i guess this is why you are
0: a great mom because you take it in stride and you juggle and you have time for your husband i see you guys doing dates and then you did a momcation recently tell me
1: about that yes um it's it's actually the first time i did something of the sort where i went away by myself Mm -hmm. for for two nights um Mm -hmm. i'm so grateful that my husband let me do that um (laughs) you know (laughs) Um, yeah it was really it was really something that I I really encourage if any you know i encourage people to try and do it because Mm. it really brings in healing you get to hear your thoughts you know um, and you just come back better
0: okay I like that you get to hear your thoughts yeah so um, if I were to introduce you I would do so by describing you in five words let me find my five words that i wrote down (laughs) (laughs) okay you and i have known each other for a few years now and we've developed a a a friendship and a kind of sounding board relationship yeah and edging each other on in different spaces relationship but also a safe space yes yes yeah, so just looking back over the years since I met you, I would say you are daring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I look at you and I see unapologetic, a hundred percent unapologetic. Mm. Mm, I think you are loyal, loyal yeah. to our fault even sometimes. Yes. Uh, but you you're growing to the place where your loyalty is not measured but definitely you weigh you weigh your your options the pros Mm. and cons Mm. before you go all in because when you go all in you're all in yeah uh definitely a creative soul like me (laughs) yes and then i just i find you like extremely curious yes you're always asking questions and looking to find the answer to something and uh you know if we were children which we are to god actually yeah this is it when i look at your relationship with god because i said is not an answer you know those kids who are like yes. no that's not an answer
1: yeah that's what why. i
0: see when i see you yeah, <laughs> yeah tell me yeah. why because i said is not good enough mm. yeah, yeah that's, that's right. how i describe
1: you oh wow <laughs> spot on <laughs> Spot on. All right. Yeah. So you
0: describe. Why? Why don't you describe yourself in five words?
1: You know what? I feel like I, I feel like everything you have said is is spot on. Honestly. Um. But maybe I'd, I'd add. What I'd say is. Um. um I I am happy. You're <laughs> you happy. Know? I'm happy. Yes. Um. Mm. I, I'm so glad that I get to say that now because it, it it's been it's been. It's been a thing. It's been a journey. Um, It's been a journey. I'm not one of those people who will say, yeah, find happiness. Uh, No, it's not the destination. It's just, (laughs) you know. But I'm happy. I've made a decision to enjoy life. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's it's such a a tough decision to make in the middle of a pandemic right now. But, you know, one day at a time. (laughs) And... I I have gotten into a new space in my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So so I would say that I love Jesus now. Okay. <laughs> and actually, now like I used to be, I used to really envy people who'd you know who'd speak passionately about Jesus, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's he's great, you know, but but I need <laughs> to know for myself <laughs> properly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so now I can okay. say I love Jesus, and. Mm. I I just want to enjoy life really, I want to travel, I want to you know, experience adventures I want to discover new places and so I would say that um, I'm wanting to, to eat life with a big spoon <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that and you do yeah. actually um, mm. you're very adventurous so you said you love Jesus now uh, and you said yes. you're happy now Which brings me to why we're here or one of the reasons why we're here. Your story is so multifaceted and so multidimensional. Uh, Today, we're going to focus on your healing journey from Mm. uh, sexual abuse as a child. Yes. Uh, And you're happy now. And that in itself, just you saying those words Mm. is a huge thing. I remember the first time you told me the, um, about your your journey, about mm. your ordeal, uh, and I remember you were nervous. It it was an on an evening we we're having Bible study. Somehow that day it was girls only, and you were very yeah. nervous. And mm. and it was just one of those where you were saying it out loud to us for the first time, and it was yeah. almost like a release. Yes do you remember that evening
1: i I do i I actually remember all the times I've spoken about about this um mm. because I think it's different every time <laughs> mm. uh it's it's one of those things when you when you you know it you know it in your mind but when you speak it out loud it, it's just it's a different experience every time so you know yeah. um yeah and it's one of those things also that um I think it's one of my first traumatic experiences in in life, um, at least what I can remember, <laughs> because because you know it happened when mm-hmm. I was uh, when I was five years five years of age, and it's 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 one of those things that have completely shaped everything. Now looking back, of course, when mm. I when I was that age, I was like I shut it all out, you know, I didn't I didn't want to think about it, and one of the things that you know I. I look back and I'm like, wow, it really took me over 25 years to actually talk about it. (laughs)
0: Like to actually say, okay, I'm going to take you back a little bit because I think there was a bit of a disruption with the internet. Sorry. Just a little bit. So you said it's one of those things that every time you talk about it, you remember. Yeah. You remember every time you've spoken about it. Yes. Okay. So you said it happened. it took you 25 years to be able to
1: talk about it over 25 years because because I I was five and I spoke about it to my husband first when I was 28. so aki how what is that 23 years <laughs> month <Matt. laughs> wow yeah so so yeah okay. over 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 I'd say maybe over 20 years then.
0: Okay, so you talked to your husband about it first. Was this after you were married?
1: Yes, uh, we had been. So, um, right now we are on the sixth year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think you we were in in about. So, I spoke about it two years back. So, we were four years into into our marriage. Um, I think. And were you nervous? Yes. Well, it's one. Yanni, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, I just didn't know. I didn't know because one of the things I had to do first is admit it to myself, you know, to actually process and think about everything that happened because it's the first time I was giving myself a chance to do that, to process, to all that. So before I told my husband, it had been like a few days of me actually uh, going through the ordeal in my mind, uh, processing it, and you know, come coming to terms with it, and then now to think, okay who's the first person I want to tell, right? And the first person, of course, was my husband because I feel like he's the person I have the closest relationship with. So, you know, I, I thought about, okay, so if I tell him, how's that going to look like? Is he going to look at me different? Is he he's is, is he going to want to leave me, you know? Um it's it's not mm. something that I I I don't I don't think that him leaving me was like a, a big concern because I I kinda know, you know, that he's he's got me. <laughs> but you know, with humans, yeah. with humans you never know. You just you can never really know someone. <laughs> so so of course I had right. That. I, I of course I had that 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 tagging at my heart, you know just thinking okay if i tell my husband is he is he going to be like hey i don't do defiled women (laughs) you know wow Um, yeah so yeah so so you know one evening he was coming home and uh, at that at that time in our lives you know he he was he was busier than me so he he'd come home uh, and find me and find me home and so i was like how am i going to start this conversation first of all my husband is from you know stereotypically from a place where you kind of have to let him eat first (laughs) <laughs> you know I think I think that this is called earth where generally <laughs> yeah so you so gotta let I mean, them please... eat before you break big news yeah so before you talk to your man about about deep things can you just let him eat first <laughs> you know him first. <laughs> so, 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 I, so I let him eat first you know I let him settle down eat you know get into comfortable clothes and then kind of now Um, get the timing right of when I'd I'd share this with him and so I said babe you know I have something important to tell you Um, I I really don't know how you're going to take this
0: Do you see now when I said she is brave? Let me tell you something, Um, give you a statistic right here from the American Psychological Association. And they say that not surprisingly, sexual assault victims often face emotional turmoil for long periods of time. It goes on to say that these women may be haunted by flashbacks and shame, their relationships may suffer trust may become difficult to give. It is often difficult for victims to escape the sense that they are fundamentally damaged. And yet at the beginning of this podcast, Diana said she is happy. So this is a story of hope, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear the rest of her story. husband has come home you've had you've given him something to eat you're sitting there you've sat there for a few days thinking how am i gonna tell him how is he gonna react
1: yeah oh so, then so then so then i i ask him oh so i say okay uh, babe i have something important to say to you um, you know, all this disclaimer, you know, before you tell someone something, something deep, something they need to process, you have all these disclaimers. And so that's exactly what I, I was doing. I was like, babe, I have something to tell you. Um, I don't know how you're going to take it. And then at some point, he's like, listen, my husband is like one of the most patient people I know. But at this point, I think he was done with the disclaimers. He was like, so you just tell me. Just, just <laughs> tell me. <laughs> and so, you know, I I just go right in and say, no, babe, when I was five years, this is what happened. This is, you know, this is how things were. And I just kind of go straight into into uh, into the detail. And he's just sitting there and he's listening. And his face has no expressions. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he, just he like doesn't that. Like <laughs> he has a poker face. Yeah, but I know, like inside, I don't know, I don't know what was going through his mind at that time. Um, and usually it takes it takes him a bit of time to kind of you know come come back with an answer and like with what he thinks. Um, but this time his first response was, "It's okay." I'm like, "I'm sorry," <laughs> and he says, "It's it's okay. You know, um, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't you know." And he goes in with all these um, you know affirmations, and I'm like, "Whoa, okay, wow." Hey. You know <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's what I was expecting because I wasn't I, I didn't think that much into it um before mm. I told him but I was really really impressed that you know that, that's, that's that that that's what his response was wow he's an amazing guy yes he
0: truly is so let me now walk you back mm. you remember about that day you're five years old set the stage um in a way just tell us set up the story for us what was so, happening in your in your home life at that point?
1: Yeah, so I'm a firstborn. Yeah, and and I have a, I have a sibling, I have a brother. And mm-hmm. when I was five years, my mom had just gotten my brother, so you know she had a newborn in the house. And mm-hmm. um, I think at that time, usually it was not uncommon for us to be playing outside, like to be told, and angel Sorry for for your international viewers <laughs> listeners it just means go and play outside you know go and play outside and we, yeah really it's it's like
0: you know i need some space just go right. and entertain yourself
1: right and and so our neighbor um we had we had we had a neighbor who had like those guys were many wow <laughs> like they're cool of all ages in that house you know so so mm. i think at that time the neighbors the neighborhood because we are living in an estate we were just told just pick pick your your child your um age mate and that's your friend you know yeah <laughs> and so it was not uncommon for us to be playing outside um and so i remember just this this guy oh, oh man i just remember his appearance and and it was not it's not a good image because it
0: it, <laughs> you it, know? it shouldn't
1: be a good image it's not it's a good okay image either. yeah so um you know so he 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 pulled me to the side um somewhere behind where you know in in most houses at that time we had compounds at the back of like um flats where people would throw trash and 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 you know and burn it in school we 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 were told it's called compost compost pits (laughs) i don't know (laughs) those things we were taught in school gosh We don't even use Um, them in everyday language. (laughs) I was just gonna
0: say, who uses BODMAS when they're
1: shopping in the supermarket? But anyway, (laughs) like, what is that? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still waiting to use algebra in my life. But anyway, ah, well, I'm not, (laughs) and I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah. So this this guy, you know, pulls me to the side, and he takes me away from from the people, the the kids I was playing with, and um. Takes me to a place where there's there's no people, literally, and so, um, grabs me, um, because obviously he was taller than me, he was he was stronger than me, you know, uh, and so there was no those in my mind, I just felt like there was no need to fight, you know, because this guy, you know, <laughs> he was yeah. big, he was black, like like navy blue black, you know, <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what I remember looking at, and it, it was just scary to me. And so, so, was he one of the kids in the neighborhood? He was, but he was like way older. He was like a, a teenager, you know. Okay. Um mm-hmm. and, and we, we never interacted with, with teenagers at that time. And and it's something that, yeah. you know, even, even your parents tell you, you know, don't play with so and so you know, those are those are older kids and stuff, you know, just yeah. keep 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 it your age mates. And yeah. so so this this was someone who was never in, in my circle ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so he just came Oh, to be honest he was, he was a predator <laughs> in my mind because because mm. you know it's like you're standing outside of a fence looking in at sheep and you're a wolf mm. you know um, had you ever so, noticed him before? no well I had because he came from this family this this family that you know family the parents were friends with kids. my family mm. you know mm. and so but we never interacted because it was a no go zone he was older and that's mm. that yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so I knew of him but we never really interacted. And so, you know, so for him to come and 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 grab me that way and you know, and they're also known as bullies to some extent, you know. Mm-hmm. So for him mm-hmm. to come and grab me that way, um I was scared, you know. And so he, yeah. he he pinned me to the ground, um removed my my clothes, my just my my underwear actually because I was wearing a skirt. Um, hmm. and he did what he did, you know. And I remember just kind of locking that out of my mind completely. Like I didn't even scream. There was no struggle, you know. I just was there like a stone. And all I remember thinking is, "This should never be happening to anyone." I just knew it was wrong, but I didn't yeah. know what to do about it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's so what, I what happens remember. after that? After he's done? Yeah to be honest with you, I don't remember. Um, and I've tried to think about it. I've tried to think about that afternoon because it was an afternoon. I've Mm. tried to think about what happened. All I know is, obviously I did put my clothes back on. (laughs) You know, Mm. um, my underwear back on. But after that, my mind has completely blocked it out. I can't remember the time when I, when I went back to how that night was. I can't remember Jack. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: So obviously, I mean, you were five, so there might be details that you can't remember. But do you remember a conscious decision? Do you remember a time when you said or decided not to tell your mother?
1: Yes, I do remember that. I do remember why I de- I wasn't able to tell my mom. Um, okay. Let me paint a picture. So, so, and, and this has really helped me even being a parent now. Um mm. When you're a firstborn, and I, and I know like most people can relate, when you're firstborn, and then another child comes into, into the family, um, you, auto- you automatically stop being the child of the house. You know? Yeah. You automatically feel like um, someone has come to replace you. So if your parent is not deliberate enough to, to make you feel included, make you feel cared for still, it's very easy for you to wander off, and I guess that's what happened to me. I stopped feeling important in the home. Um mm-hmm. and I remember just kind of, um, I don't know, like looking at my brother, he was he had a f- head full of hair and adorable, <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I mean, what's not to love?
0: <laughs> yeah, know? and you guys are still very extremely close even now.
1: we are we are we are very close. So you know, like, I was like, I just remember. It, and, and that was at the expense of myself because I felt well I, I'm not cute, you know I'm, I'm not you know I don't have a head full of hair. <laughs> you know mine was really kinky and hard to comb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just remember feeling not as important as a baby of a house. Um, and yeah. so before this whole ordeal, I didn't feel like it it mattered what happened to me at that time.
0: So I said in the beginning that Diana's story was very multifaceted and multidimensional. Let's just talk about this, her feelings um, and her identity and how that changed when her brother arrived. According to familylives.org.uk, you can find this information on their website, they say that a new baby is a huge adjustment for any child in the family. It is natural for them to feel that the new baby is taking over their role in the family, and this can lead to sibling rivalry, which can be uh, displayed and played out in different ways. And they say that many children experience feelings of jealousy towards their new brother or sister. This is perfectly natural. And is their way of expressing their feelings of frustration and confusion about their role in your life and their place in the family. So, just to put that out there, there is information that can help, uh, and it also depends on your child's age how they will react. But let's get back to Diana and her riveting story. I'm literally at the edge of my seat, and I know you are too. <music>
1: Okay, so I think that's that's the around the time when my brother had just been born. He was around enough for me to know that I was no longer important in the home, and so that's kind of the the time I just I just kind of decided, you know, what I I don't think that this is a good time to be talking to my parents about anything, um, because in my mind, as a five year old, I'm no longer important. So anything that happens, first of all, the first thing that I thought was. Of course this is happening to me, you know? Mm. Um, and then and then, you know, kinda just being in that space and just knowing even if I said what happened, I don't think that, you know, it would be important. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. So let me also just put a caveat here. This is you telling your story, um, your journey of healing. This is you hoping to help somebody else in their journey wherever they are this is not a blame game we're not casting blame on your mother we are just telling your story it is that simple and also to say that you do have a good relationship with your mother
1: yes (laughs) it could be better it could be better but, but okay. that's not that's this is not the reason this is, this is not like the reason, reason the reason yeah yeah okay
0: maybe yeah. we'll have you back on the podcast another day to discuss <laughs> something else but just yeah. not that yeah okay so i'm going to ask a question that <laughs> i'm going to kind
1: of throw something else at you have you forgiven him you know it's interesting because i i, I was never mad at him to begin with um when I was processing this this whole thing just two years back, and one of the things that I know I was I was not is angry, um. But I was hurt. Um, it made me sad. You know all of these things because it's me who like was left here to to deal with it, right? Yeah. Um, I, I have I, one of the approaches I took I think is to think this this person was a child as well like yeah. knowing what I know now um of course he was wh- older than me he knew better than me you know he should have known better and all of that stuff but he was a teenager as well and I almost took the approach of especially being a christian I took the approach of empathy and thought um what what my, people hate people in society let me just say this first people in society actually really hate um they call them rapists apologists. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but i don't know if they have a name for if it's the victim mm. decides to put themselves in the in the rapist's shoes right or in the predator's shoes and think what must they have been going through to get mm. to that point where they mm-hmm. feel like they have to Um, take advantage of somebody, forcefully, you know, force themselves on somebody else or on a child, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So for me, when I was thinking about, when I I was thinking about this whole thing, I thought about what must a guy go through, a teenage boy go through, Mm -hmm. to get to that point where they're they're looking at a five-year-old girl and thinking, I'm going to take advantage of that girl. I'm going to force myself on that girl. What what headspace must you be in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, he was never an object of my, um, of my anger. Okay. okay. Um, yeah.
0: So what was the object of your anger?
1: Um, To be honest, I, I feel like, I feel like I was already angry okay. <laughs> before this whole ordeal. Okay. I feel like um the space i was in i just felt really neglected um okay. yeah um just oh, because right. of how i've explained the the whole scenario with with the home situation yeah. i already was angry i think at this point okay. and so and so my healing my healing journey has really been about um not being angry anymore and kind of for, forgiving and, and getting that piece of um, there's nobody to blame because because that's actually not what I do. I don't blame anybody. Uh, mm. I don't think that anything could have been done better because we mm. were going outside to play anyway. <laughs> mm. You know, mm. and we were safe. You know, it's not like my, yeah. my parents said go and play near the main road, um, and in case you get hit by a car, you know you know, good riddance. <laughs> it was this, no, rice, rice. no, 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 no. Mm. I'm sure that that was not the intention there. So I don't, I don't have anybody to blame. The journey mm. of healing is mine. Um, okay. And, and, and that's it. Okay. I re- yeah. and I really like that. And I commend you for your bravery mm. um,
0: just to speak out. Mm. I'm going to ask you a question that we hadn't really discussed because we've talked about this a little bit, Yeah. but have you, have you had this conversation with your mother?
1: Yes, I have okay. Um, okay the thing the thing about how how I had the con- it actually it was actually late last year, so it's not that a year, uh-huh. long time ago. Um, I've had this conversation with her uh, with both my parents actually when they were there
0: right
1: the, the the way it happened is um it was it was me lashing out because there was a very stressful situation going on and it's not it's not something that I had planned to do it's not something that I, I, I was like man I'm going to talk to my parents about this mm. you know um, but then there was a stressful situation where um, and that's my brother's story to tell but he was involved in an accident that really took a toll on all of us mm. um, and so one, one, one evening we we're heading home my, 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 my husband is driving um, it, it's myself and my, and both my parents in the car and we're, we're heading home from the hospital. Mm. And once we got to our house, um, my parents refused to leave the car, you know, especially my mom, because she was like, what's going on? You know, I feel like it's not just what's happening now. There's something more to it. So what's happening? What's going on? Mm. You know? And I was mm. smack in the middle of my healing process, you know. Um, I had probably spoken about this like twice, you know. Mm. <laughs> And so my husband kind of helped me break the news to them because we'd spoken uh-huh. about it. We'd, say, we'd we'd said, you know, my parents are coming to town. What if this comes up? What happens? So my husband was like, I'm going to help you talk to them about it. Okay. So it was already a stressful situation. And I'm thinking, you know, no parent has to, like, should go through that. You know, right. you know, having um, one of their child in, in, in hospital going through a difficult time. And then also having this kind of news break broken to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So we sat in the car for like almost two hours, you know, and we mm-hmm. cried. And my dad was angry. He was like, "Tell me the person. Tell me the, you know." And I <laughs> knew that if I told him that, he would actually go on a on a hunt <laughs> to look for <laughs> this person because this is someone we knew. Yes. you know. Um, and 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 my mom, my mom, man, she. She felt really bad. Um, yeah. but I really hope that it's not that she's she's not blaming herself because I don't think, like I said, it's not anybody's fault. So, yes, mm. I've gone and talked to my parents, and and yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So,
0: now we're we've moved on from the event, mm. uh, we've come to your place of healing, and now we're gonna go back.
1: Mm. How does
0: that one single event impact your life? What how does it then show up for the next
1: 20 years so i i didn't realize this until i actually thought about it um how much it impacted me because when it happened i was wearing a pink like fuchsia like that's the that's the pinkiest pink (laughs) you know
0: yes of all the pinks in the of world, all the pinkest pink it could be
1: <laughs> that's like the, the most pink it can it can't get any more pink than that you know so i was wearing a skirt you know it was a-line skirt um just just below my knees and i, I was a, i was a girly girl i had my my hair in in you know in the buns the the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you know I was just girly, and I remember there's, a, there's actually a picture where that I have that I was wearing that skirt because I loved uh-huh. it so much, and you know I, I was just a girly girl up until that point, uh-huh. and then um all of a sudden, I I of course I didn't realize the shift until until when I was thinking about this, thinking through it and going through the process of healing, is I uh-huh. I preferred to be a little boy, you know so. Oh wow! Yeah, so I, I I started to you know I started to prefer um, boys' clothes, boys' shoes, and so me growing up, I was a complete tomboy, and mm-hmm. I just remember feeling like being feminine is is being weak. That's it's the so same wow. thing, because if you're feminine, if you're looking girly, then you're prone to people taking advantage of you. So. I I decided to become tough, you know. Um and and things like looking at flowers and thinking, "Oh my god, that is so cute." That was not me, you know. Um, <laughs> I went into yeah. high school and People people would cry over the smallest things, and I'd be like, "Sister, why are you crying? You know, <laughs> like the, the things we've been through. Crying is not an option. Like, can you toughen up? Right. And so and right. so for me, that that be- that kind of became mm. my defense mechanism on a lot of things. I have this tough exterior. I don't have it anymore. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I had You're now a mushy mushy. Yes, completely. So I I, I had this tough exterior. Um, I didn't allow myself to feel. Um, a lot of emotion. I think the only emotions that I knew how to, 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 to project were happiness and anger. There's no in between. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was louder and louder. Yeah. Yeah. There was no look, no, there was no yeah. gray area. Either it's I'm either one or, laughing. or the other. That's it. You know? Oh, wow. um, okay.
0: And how does that anger come out um, as you're growing up? How do you project that anger?
1: I had a sharp tongue. <laughs> Okay. Sharp tongue. Like, I would let me tell you, if if it was if it was if you are the object of my anger, it is I finish you. <laughs> like, you know. Take no prisoners. Yeah. So I, I make sure that you you don't have anything left to say, you know, because first of all, mm. I I'm, I'm not that tall, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're actually quite
1: petite. <laughs> so so because because I don't have physical strength, <laughs> you know um because I don't have physical strength I think you kind of develop a sharp tongue a smart mouth um to kind of you know what is it called to kind of protect yourself right because because you already know because I'm small because I'm a girl because you you think you can take advantage of me and so I'll stop you before you get here yes
0: exactly um wow So let me ask this question: What made you decide to start telling your story? Um,
1: first of all, I have to say that um, I met I met Jesus. I, I was introduced to Jesus in a group called Sing Africa in Campus and mm-hmm. Sing, Sing Africa. Africa yes. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I was singing in a choir. <laughs> uh, wow, that I did not know about you. <laughs> yeah. So so I was, I was introduced to to Jesus in that group and i kind of secretly envied girls who were feminine because i felt like they knew exactly who god created them to be and you know and and they were okay with like you know being that way and in south africa all the all the ladies had like they do earrings and like nice flowy dresses and stuff and me i'm over there like with <laughs> jeans and thinking and t-shirts and one stud and baseball hats and I'm thinking, <laughs> Wow, you know. So when I joined this group, I still was myself, you know. I, I, I tried to be as much as possible. Um, but then uh-huh. with that influence, at some point you start to you start to kinda get into the trend. And so I did I started doing the low the long earrings and the long African earrings and stuff. And then uh-huh. once I really once I got born again, really, like really got born again, I like I started to feel emotion that I hadn't felt in a long time. Um, it's
0: almost like you had suppressed everything, yes. and then now it's being opened slowly by slowly as the layers are peeled. Yes, past.
1: yes. Then I started not mm. like Jesus literally started to introduce me to to the strength in 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 being fe- in in femininity, not 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 necessarily being feminine, mm. but like in femininity, and really understanding mm. what it means to be a woman. And that has okay. been the journey. Um, I know that that wasn't the question though. <laughs> Please remind me what the question was, because I was getting there. <laughs> what made you decide to tell your story? Yes. Um, I I decided to tell my story. I think after, of course, talking to my husband, um, kind of processing it, and getting to the point where I'm thinking this is a very necessary story to tell, because yeah. for that person who's out there, who's gone through any sort of trauma not just sexual mm. any sort of abuse any sort of trauma any situation where you felt like you are taking advantage you are taking advantage of and you are not strong enough and your power me. is taken away and from your power you. yes and your powers and you felt helpless and powerless and you couldn't you couldn't do anything about it and i don't like that feeling that feeling of oppression mm. um i really yeah. must speak against um, and so and so that's that's why I decided to tell this particular story. And this is not the only story. Like, man, I've gone through traumatic experiences still. And, and yeah, this
0: is what I'm saying because I know some of your backstory. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have you on for another. Bedroom. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> you're going to make yeah, me famous. We <laughs> <laughs> well, no,
0: we're gonna ha- we're gonna bring healing yeah. and wholeness through you telling your story. How about we look at it that yes. way? Yes.
1: So, so I think. Why I decided to tell this story and the other stories that I am, you know, I'm gonna get a chance, God willing, to to tell, is I really don't like that oppre- like people feeling oppressed, people feeling like they have no power, especially women. Like, uh-huh. you know, um, that is the worst feeling in the world. Like you walk around feeling like you're in a cage all this time, yet you know, like God created you to be much more than that.
0: Right, right. Mm. And part of the way you tell your story is through your podcast. So I just want to do a plug in right now. Mm. Um, uh, Your podcast is called Life in Colors. Yeah. Yes. Uh, And you use that platform to tell your story, this one and many others, and also to help other people tell their story. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So Life in Colors. And this episode will at some point be aired on Life in Colors as well. Yeah. So we will get your story out as much as and as far as we can. Yes. So how do you, let's now, you know, kind of begin the, the healing conversation. Mm. How would you describe your
1: journey to healing? My journey to healing has been a roller coaster. Um, it, it has not been a straight line for sure. Because when mm. you think you're better, you're not. you know it's la- it's mm. layered. Um, yeah. and so but it's it's progressive, you know so you deal with the one big thing that you think is big, and then at some point you you kind of come across something that triggers and then you realize there's a whole other layer to it. and so mm. you, you it's mm. it's very progressive. you have to be extremely patient with yourself um, when you feel like you're not making progress, but you are you know and mm-hmm. so for me my 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 journey of healing has been uh, talking about it actually really really helps like it's a it's a it's a big yeah. it's a big thing um
0: it's therapeutic very
1: therapeutic um uh, but the most important thing is you have to say to yourself first before you tell anyone else you know because for me mm. i had to like f- like um say it out loud out loud to myself first and say this happened Mm. to you you know um once you own that then you begin that process of okay so where do i want to be where where how do i want to feel you know um um, once i talk about this and i think the the goal for every healing is to be able to talk about something traumatic without crying Mm you know mm, mm. once the the first time i spoke about something without without crying is when i knew oh my god i'm i'm healed you know and right. now i can talk about it from the point of i need people to know that this is how you can get out get you know get out of of um that place that that you know you're not healed you know so yeah. so for me i feel like Talking about it has really helped. Um, talking about it to different people, people who are struggling with the same thing, don't know how to, to, to voice it, you know, um, mm. that really helps. Um, talk, my husband and I like that you say. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. My husband has been has been a, a great a great support support system as well, um, because mm. sometimes we have the tendency when we're going through healing to be very unkind to ourselves. And so mm. it really helps when you have somebody who loves you unconditionally, um, who 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 tells you, you know, you, you kinda have to stop being unkind to yourself. Like sometimes you can say something out loud and someone tells you, no, that's not right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that that's my husband has been that person for me.
0: Okay. Mm. And you've kind of just also answered another question, which is how did it impact your relationship with your husband? uh does does building trust and uh accepting that uh, he loves you unconditionally does that get affected along the way as you're you know as you're meeting courting, you know dating courting, and then getting married having kids does that get impacted in any way
1: it does get impacted but in a good way um because okay. you because i think being able to tell him and listening to his response made our relationship stronger because it made me of course i had trust issues man of course (laughs) Uh, so so something like this and how he responded made me trust him even more um of course Mm. i just read that the bible last night (laughs) and he talked about how jesus didn't trust um the the people who trusted him because they're human so so of course I I don't want to come off sounding like my husband is my idol because I don't trust him 100% no. because he's human just because he's human <laughs> not because he's playing games <laughs> you know um yeah but but it it really made our relationship stronger and it made me know that there's I don't think that there's anything I can tell him that will make him go like all right that's it you know, it's, um, okay. as long as, 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 long as it's not entanglements be. with other people. <laughs> ah, you did not go there. I did.
0: Oh lord! Yeah, this yeah. is the season of entanglements. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I actually heard some background noise. I can hear our our background noise over there. Uh, is that your daughter or your no son? It's
1: kids playing outside? Neighbors' kids.
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, your kids are asleep. Yeah, they are they're right? Yeah okay so that then brings me to this question uh, so you have a son mm. who's your first firstborn, and then you have a daughter who's your second yes um, how does this impact you how you relate with them yes uh, first of all how old are they and then how does it impact how you relate to them how would you like to be how would you like to mother them?
1: Each of them individually, not just yes. your two kids. Actually, it's it's true. I don't cluster them. Um, I, I, <laughs> I I'm very deliberate about mothering them differently. My son is mm-hmm. four years old, um, and my mm-hmm. daughter is is she just turned one year um, last month. Um, mm. And and I you know I love that this happened to me. I know it's it's weird, but it's true. Like I don't think that I'd have. The kind of approach I have to life now, if some of the things that happened to me didn't happen, you know, mm. um, mm. just move somewhere where No, that's okay. We'll mm. just incorporate <laughs> it into. This is what we're
0: talking about: the kids playing outside. This is life. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. Don't even worry absolutely. about them. We will.
1: We'll figure that out. All right. So, um, so the way I parent my children is is I take a very deliberate approach in in building a relationship with them that is that has trust you know that they feel Mm -hmm. um that they're important that they matter you know each of them and so one of the things that Mm -hmm. I deliberately did especially when my my daughter was born is I had to take measures to incorporate to make my son for him not to feel like something changed in terms of how we value him how we treat him you know or mm. his wife, as in, in general. So one of the things, one of the particular things that my husband and I did is we kept his schedule as was. So one of the things he used mm. to do is when he he woke up in the morning, he'd come jump into our bed on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, uh, for for a cuddle, you know. And oh, bless. And I really, I really tried my best to do that, even when I was nursing my daughter, you mm. know, so that mm. he doesn't feel like oh no, but I'm nursing my. You know, so I try I'd try as much as possible to kind of be sure that the, around the time my son is waking up, that my daughter is not nursing at that time. Like there's a bottle mm. where my husband would be able to, to feed her if she needed it because it was time mm. for cuddling with my son. You yes. know, and we've kind of tried to keep that. Th- the things that are important to him, um, you know, we've kept that and we don't we don't say things like oh please keep quiet because you know baby girl is sleeping or you know if she wakes up it's not gonna be a train smash you know what i mean Mm. so Mm. so we've Mm. we've, so we've kind of done we've kind of put measures in place to know that they're all important that they are all they 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 both matter in in different ways um Mm. my husband does have um times where he's he's only spending time with my son and they're going outside. They are riding, he's riding his bike, you know, things that are important to him. And, right. and, and I'm staying, I'm probably in the house. Most Saturdays are that way. Um, just spending time with my daughter, just separately. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And when we come together, their needs are not the same. First of all, their age gap. Yes. Um, and just their gender also, the, Their needs are not the same. And we're very, um, we're very cognizant of that. And so we try and, 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 and kind of custom—it's like customizing, their <laughs> you know, yes. so love no, language. no, no, and and
0: that's really what it yeah. is. Yes.
1: Yeah, Their love language, yeah. okay.
0: So, so let me ask you—I guess a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, although now in the era of social media and technology, I think the answer is almost redundant. Mm. But do you plan to have this conversation with your children about your journey, about what happened to you?
1: I do, but um, but not not when they are still kids. Probably when they're right. over eighteen, because. One of the things I really would like is for my for 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 me to have such a close relationship with my children that we are friends. I know there are people who mm. say, "Oh, I'm your parent, I'm not your friend," but you know, <laughs> I, I'd like to be both. I'd like to be. <laughs> I'd like to be both. I'd like to be their their friends first, and, and you know, um, I'd like to be able to get to the point where we can talk about anything. Um, the okay. new speaking of social media, the new platform now is TikTok, and I look at TikTok videos and I see people dancing with their parents, and I'm like, "Whoa, that is so like that's amazing." Twenty something year old, you know, thirty year old (laughs) dancing with their seventy five year old old parents, and I and I and I want to be that that parent. I really do, you know. So so I, I I think that part of that also requires that we we get to a point where we are vulnerable about some of the things that also happen to us because want to come off as yes. human as well <laughs> you know some of our parents yeah not not mine uh, specifically but some of our parents were was were superhuman you know everyone was number one in school <laughs> you no know, they did no wrong <laughs> and and i i, I they walked five kilometers without men. shoes i every want day. to be as as human to my to my children as possible so yes this is a conversation mm-hmm. as ever. raw and as authentic yes yes Okay. Alrighty.
0: So, what's the one message that you want to pass to somebody out there who is struggling with this secret or with this truth? It's an ugly truth, but it is a truth. What's the
1: one message you want to pass to them? The thing about the thing about sexual abuse, and um, it brings with it a lot of shame, and hmm. it, it brings with it a lot of um, blame. Like you blame yourself, you 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 start to think. Hmm. Hey, maybe maybe I could have worn something else. Maybe I could have been in, in a different place. Maybe like it's, so tra- like it's so traumatic when you think about it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an internal conflict that sometimes never goes away. And what I'd like to say mm. is, first of all, you have to be kind to yourself. That's the first thing. It doesn't, okay. that kindness would not come from other people. In fact, sometimes because that's why we have victim blaming now. Someone asking what mm. was she wearing. I mean, someone was five years old. What could I possibly be wearing? <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Mm, and mm, does it mm, have mm. any bearing to anything? You know. Yeah, and so right, the right. first thing I think I should really say is be kind to yourself. Um, mm. That's the first thing, and then now you have to process it, and then find someone who um, you trust, who who you know, um, who you're comfortable speaking to. But the first thing, mm-hmm. again. You have be to be kind, kind to yourself. To yourself. That's that's the that's the major, the main thing. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I really
0: like right. that. Um and what's the one thing you want to tell, you know, to say to parents out there? I know you said something to the effect sorry, these are two questions that I'll just roll into one. Okay. You said something to something to the effect that you really hope that your mother isn't blaming herself. Yes. So, number one, what do you want to say to your mother or to mothers out there uh, about that whole situation? And then just
1: what's the one thing you want to say to parents? Um, the main thing I'd like to say to parents where parenting is concerned Fine. is, um, first of all, I don't think, um, how do I say this? We, sh- we should never have favourites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um mm. And even if you don 't sometimes the actions that we 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 do you know we take with our children, especially if you have multiples, if you have one child that 's something else. But like if you have hmm. more than one child, like just being deliberate about the needs of of all those children um, right. it 's also important I think to to create an environment at home for your children that enables hmm. them to be able to know that they can tell you anything. Uh, mm. Without, without your 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 love, for, without them questioning your love for them, without them questioning mm. whether you believe them or not, it's important that you build a, a, a an environment at, at the hall, at the home, that that kid, your kids can come to you without fear, without second guessing themselves, without doubting that you that your love for them mm. will change. Yeah. Mm,
0: okay. Okay. I really like that, and and would you have a message? And I know this is putting you on the spot, so you know a no comment is good enough. But do you have a message for your mom? Or... Um,
1: I think yeah. Well, I do, of course I do. Um, <laughs> sometimes I like the same the same thing I did with with my abuser. Try to put yourself myself in in their shoes and see, okay, what were you dealing with at the point, you know? And so with my mom, my mom. Is a strong, a strong woman because some of the things that she has gone through. Oh my goodness, I can't believe, you know, I can't even begin to to believe to 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 try and understand what she's gone through. Um, and so mm-hmm. for me, it will be to try and also put myself in her shoes and see, did she do the best with with how things were, with you know, uh, with everything that was going on in her life, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so I. My message to her is she's she's strong, she's powerful, and I hope to buy her a car one day. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that and I see you doing that
0: very soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing to give back?
1: Well, that's a that's a difficult one because wow, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> uh, so I think with with where the sexual abuse is concerned. Um I think what I've done so far is kind of created that platform on my on my podcast to kind of have space for someone to come in, to give people the boldness the permission almost to, to mm. be able to tell their story as well and if you go on and check check out my my podcast you'll find that there's a guest speaker who I haven't met physically actually um who mm. reached out online and just said hey um i heard your story um it kind of gave me permission to also kind of come to terms with what happened to me as well and they were able to Mm -hmm. share their story on my platform so i'm hoping that that's that's the beginning of me being able to 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 give back in that sense to almost give permission to people who felt like they couldn't speak about this and 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 give them permission to speak
0: and can I just say how brave that is, just you telling your story and then giving somebody else permission to speak. You know how we talk talk about we're standing on the shoulders. of. So you giving somebody else the chance to stand on your shoulders and speak their truth yeah. and tell their story so that they can give somebody else that chance as well. Yeah. And I think that's extremely brave. So it's not it's no small feat. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you <laughs>
1: you're <so> welcome
0: <laughs> what 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 can we as a society do to grow to change to help uh these situations
1: um first of all it would be nice to treat victims better mm-hmm. to believe them first before anything mm-hmm. before any, before questions before you know insinuations just believe them first um because sometimes people see how another victim has been treated and they're like, hey, if that's what's going to happen, then I'm I'm not going to be able to, to, to say what happened to me because I don't want that kind of right. it kind of gives a fear to to, to 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 people. Um I feel like as a society we have really uh danced around around abusers. Mm-hmm. Um we have not called them out, we have not confronted them we have not done any of that what we have done is we have confronted victims we have questioned victims we have ashamed them even more than they are they are already feeling uh, you know ashamed um Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think as a society we can really do better about you know just confronting this whole thing confront the rapists not the victims Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm
0: wow i think that's such a powerful message thank you for
1: that uh as we wind down two more questions mm.
0: what brings you joy
1: man i l- listen i i love <laughs> i love chocolate mm. it's just that <laughs> like me the things that bring me joy i'm not even at an expensive cheek. <laughs> like i love- made me so happy <laughs> I love I'm a sweet tooth but I'm very particular so I I really love my mm-hmm. chocolate like don't mess mm-hmm. I, I there's mm-hmm. many things I'm willing to share but I'm not willing to share my chocolate okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah um I I love my family I I really do um uh man God has really blessed me with an amazing family my husband and and my children and that brings me joy <laughs> yeah. i want to go yeah. with those guys to iceland you know to, <laughs> to, to to marsabit like those are those are my people so
0: that, that really wow. me how your mind works see the creative iceland and marsabit <laughs> mm. okay yeah for those of you who don't know where marsabit is google m-a-r-s-a-b-i-t yes
1: it's in kenya i'll
0: give you a hint it's in kenya yes yes
1: uh-huh. So those, yeah, those chocolate, I hope there's chocolate in heaven. I've spoken to Jesus about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for a response, but yeah. Tell him, tell him you're asking for Yes, so I'm and asking me, I'm for, just my friend, for my friends, my neighbors, response. yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, and I know you love to travel. Mm. You love to explore new places, spaces, cultures, people, and foods. Yes. Well, foods, eh, foods are yeah. fun, away. Okay, so you're like me. <laughs> no, I'm so adventurous, except
1: when it. Goes yeah, that's to where food. we draw the line. That's the no. <laughs> that's where I'm like, no, I'll just be boring in this one area, but let me adventure in everything. Yeah, else. everything else. But eh, yeah, <laughs> food, no, food, I stick to my to my to my things, <laughs> the ones I know. Okay. <laughs> do
0: you do you? And this is my last mm. question: Would you describe yourself, or do you consider yourself to be brave?
1: Absolutely. Let me tell you. First of all, fighting through internal conflict, let me tell you, is the hardest thing ever. And to ca- to be able to come out of that, ah, you are strong, you're courageous, you're brave, you are the real MVP. And <laughs> <laughs> so, that one I'm gonna the give. real yes. MVP, yes. So, that one I'm gonna give myself credit for. Ah, yes, I am brave, <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome yes. i love that
0: i want to read a poem and i want to dedicate it to oh, you man,
1: you're gonna make me cry um, man.
0: like what, why <laughs> we already established that it's okay to be pushy, uh, so just let's go with the flow okay
1: it's cool yeah nowadays i cry it's like by... almost daily man for the cutest things <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy like god is introducing me to myself in him <laughs> And to embracing your mushy yeah. side and your crying yeah.
0: side that's fine yeah. so this poem was, was penned by a poet uh, his name is William was William Ernst Handy mm-hmm. who lived uh, between 1849 and 1903 right. and he coined it he penned it because he lived with chronic TB most of his life, eventually lost his leg to it. Now, this is the 1800s. So you can imagine the pain he lived with and eventually lost his life to TB. Okay. Uh, And the name of the poem is Invictus. Okay. And it says, (laughs) Out of the night that covers me, Black as the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Mm. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate how charged with punishments the scroll I am the master of my fate I am the captain of my soul Mm. and I just feel that this is who you are this is what your story is you are the master of your fate Mm. and you are the captain of your soul you have obviously you you have owned your story you have decided to change the narrative for yourself and other survivors Mm. um and you have decided to be brave regardless of what could have, should have, would have been. Yeah. You are the master of your fate and you are the captain of your soul.
1: Hey Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> hey, no, I couldn't have done without <laughs> Jesus. I still I still can't do it without Jesus,
0: to be honest. Amen yeah. To that. yeah. Amen. To that. Yeah. Thank you for coming onto my podcast. Thank you for telling your story. Thank you for having me not just for you, but for others. Like I said, there's another part of your story that we're going to come back to. I don't know if it's in this season or in the next season, maybe the next Mm. season. Um, and we'll have you come back, but you have been listening. First of all, I have to say, I've said this before uh, in season one. This is the lady. This is the person who pushed oh me to start God, the podcast. do me up. It's D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even introduce. In, okay, no, I'll introduce you. I'll do an intro, a proper intro. But yes, this D had started her podcast and. And she kept saying, just start. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Mm. Just start. Just start. So, thank you for giving me the courage to to tell my story, to create this safe space, mm. uh, and to start even as imperfect as I thought it was, mm. because it has grown wings. And, and look, look at, at where you. we are now. Season two. Man,
1: you're about to start merchandise. What
0: <laughs> but yeah so thank you thank you thank you for yes. that um, but since you have been listening and you've listened to every episode thank you yeah. so much I really do appreciate yeah. that you know how we sign out I want you to tell us your name mm-hmm. I want you to tell us what you survived and I want you to tell us that you are enough
1: awesome my name is Karimi Wesonga <laughs> some people call me Diana <laughs> I survived <laughs> sexual abuse and I am enough and
0: truly truly you are more than enough. Thank you so much D. Thank you for coming on the show. And we could say thank you till forever but how about we just settle for one afternoon we just look for chocolate and we sit and we just yes. ourselves. Yes please. <laughs> I know the way to your heart. <laughs> yes please. So once again this is episode, sorry season 2 episode 4. It is getting deeper and deeper people. Uh Yeah, we're signing out. And thank you, Dee. Bye.